Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Travel. And today we're going to be doing a review of Forum Trajanum. Then we're going to be doing a showdown between Bruno Cathala and Days of Wonder Games, Five Tribes, and Yamatai. So thanks for joining us for episode number 10. Residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean dressed up with a large foam pointer finger. You know those fan fingers? He's got a giant one. He also has a pin that says, I love board games, and a cajon bag full of board games. You know why you're dressed up like that? <laughs> I really don't. I've got nothing. Because you are so excited that you're going to Tennessee Game Days. Oh, yeah, that's true. We're going to a local gaming convention this weekend, and uh, Dean is so excited about it. I have gotten texts many times throughout this week that's like two days till, 24 hours till, and I love it. I'm yeah. so I'm happy that he is, and I am excited as well, but I t- sometimes I'm the hype guy. Dean is more hype about this than I am, I think. For sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm so excited I about this. That. This will be my maybe fifth year, something like that. I think this is my fifth or sixth year of going to Tennessee Game Days, and it is a ton of fun. Now, I don't have anything to compare it to. I've never been to any other convention yet. I know we will in the future. But I like Tennessee Game Days because you just play games all weekend, and yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I am excited about it, and our next podcast will probably be reviewing a game we played at Tennessee Game Days. So, yeah, that'll be kind of fun. Yep. So. <laughs> oh, I will not bring you, I will not be bringing my foam finger. You're this a fan. Year. You're such a board game fanboy, like we all are. I don't hopefully. have enough room. I got to carry games. All right. So, now that I know why I have my fan finger, tell me why in the world you're Johnny Travel. Why I'm Johnny Travel. <laughs> yes, tell <laughs> me. Good. Tell me why you're Johnny Travel. <laughs> so, this. Uh, this upcoming week, after this weekend, I am going to go to Taiwan for oh, a trip. Yeah. And so I'm I'm really excited about going to Taiwan. But one thing that I got a text this morning about that got me even more excited is one of my buddies that's there said, Hey, guess what we got to do last night? We got to play board games with college students. Yes. And so there's a board game shop and maybe a cafe or something in Taiwan, in the city that we're going to. Uh, I guess it's in Kaohsiung. I can't remember. I don't know if that's where they were last night. I'm assuming that's where they were. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'm going to get to go, and I'm definitely going to bring home a game or two. Hopefully they'll have some instructions in English. Yes. Because I, I am really weak on my Chinese. So Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. I think that's I think that's fun and I, I think we should maybe do some more, you know, telling people about game cafes and stuff that we travel to and stores and all that. That's cool. Yeah. I'm interested to find out about it. I yeah, I'm super looking forward to it. <laughs> super looking forward into it. And what did I just say? <laughs> I have no idea what that and means. And then I just screamed at the mic with that loud <laughs> laughter. <laughs> All right, John, why don't you tell us who won the game of Root, and I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that it's me. Uh, that, you would be excluded, because we have excluded family members. That's bogus. So I filled it, out my form just like everyone else. Of course, I don't think any of my family members filled out the form for this. <laughs> I don't know. I got all of my family to do it so that I could win this. So that you could win it. <laughs> nope, that's not, that's not going to happen. So I'm going to click a button, and it is going to give us the winner. And the winner is, hey, can you do a drum roll? I thought you were supposed to like. Remember on Christmas vacation? (laughs) We should do drum rolls together. The winner is 
Brady Purnell. Oh, I know Brady. He lives in Nashville. All right. So that is not too far away from us in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So a local winner. Congratulations, Brady. I will get with you. Um, I've got your email address here. Of course, I'll, I'll send you um, all the information to get your address. And you could also email us if you want to, which would be, uh, what is our email address, Dean? Our email address is meepletowngaming at gmail.com. Boom. Meepletowngaming at uh, gmail.com. Brady, thank you for uh, signing up for this, and you are going to be, you are the proud winner of Root. Yeah, congratulations, Brady. And hey, everyone else that, that filled out the forms and did all this and boosted it for us, hey, we really, really appreciate that because we do want to let people know about what we have going on here at Meepletown. So we hope to do this giveaways like this again in the future. So if you don't win a game this time, we will hopefully be doing that again, and you can win a game, potentially. That's awesome. So now that we have done that, that was in the place of our poll, so we will be back to doing some polls next time. But what have you been playing lately, Dean? All right, so I have been playing a game called Meeple War, which has been on my shelf of shame for a (laughs) A minute. (laughs) It's been on there for a minute. It's been a game that... I picked up because of recommendations from other podcasters and video reviewers. People really like this game. So let me talk about it. Meeple War is a game that was published by Simon Games, and the designer is Max Vellemboy. Vellemboy? Uh, I believe I'm I believe I got that right. But in Meeple War Or you completely butchered it, and that's okay. Hey Max, I'm sorry. It makes it makes me feel better when because you're better at pronouncing names. So I kind of hope that you mispronounce names. That's bad of me. Yeah, I don't really. That's terrible. I wouldn't do that. I encourage you. Thanks, thanks, John. With all encouragements. So, in Meeple War, you are playing either it's two to four players, and it's a pretty short game. It plays in about thirty to sixty minutes, and you're going to start off in your little part of the land. And you're going to start off with a building. And you're going to be moving your worker spots every turn. So every turn you're going to move your worker up one spot. And if it moves into an action space, then you're going to get to take that action. And then once you take the action, it resets. And then you're going to you know, keep every round doing that. Moving that worker. Take an action if, if available. Move it back. And you can be able to... You can build buildings that will allow you to take more actions. Which I think... I'm not a, a much of a video game guy. I think this is... This is it's like a MOBA, like a MOBA, kind okay. of. Because in MOBAs you have, uh, which I am a huge. I don't. I don't play video games hardly ever. But when I do, I play MOBAs. Did there we you, go. Did you get that? Uh, I did. And, and that in, in MOBAs you basically have three lanes, generally speaking, and you're kind of going towards um, destroying something. In, in this game, you start with one lane if you're playing two players, but it's different setup based on how many players you're playing. But you kind of have to go towards. They have the one. Yeah, building in the middle and two buildings on each side and there's one behind it. So it has a similar feel. But basically what you're doing is you're going to be building up these, uh, these, I guess, golem or robot meeples to send them out. And they're going to be attacking other meeples from, from the other players. They're going to be trying to tear down their buildings. And so it's a bit of a war game since a meeple war. And that's kind of it. It's the first person to gain uh, to gain a set number of points, which is a pretty low number. I think it's six points that you have to get. And uh, that that's essentially the game. Is it once you're putting the buildings out, it in a way kind of plays itself out. At least the actions that you take, it kind of plays out. But you're all the planning that you do is is beforehand, and then moving characters on the board also 
does different things. You can gain different special abilities and spots that you control and that sort of thing. But I had kind of high expectations for Meeple War mm. because so many people have really talked this game up. It fell a little flat for me. Yeah. It's it's fun, but it's not a game that I want to play all the time. And I just don't know who the crowd is that I that Man, wants I to play this. You know, I played well, one versus one with Dean. He introduced me to it, and I had a fun time. Mm-hmm. It didn't wow me. I took it home, and I thought this might be a really cool game to play with my kids. Um, especially, I have I have three boys, but one of them is eleven, and one of them is eight. My five year old wouldn't know how to play this. Um, but we decided to do two versus two. My uh, one of my sons and I, I can't remember uh, my eight year old and I against my eleven year old and my wife. And my eleven year old had a blast with this game. He loves playing video games. So is my eight year old. But he thought it was amazing. My eight year old thought it was boring and just too. I guess it was slow moving for him, getting the things built up, and you right. just can move a you know a space here or there, and um, for my wife and for my eight year old, just I wouldn't say they just didn't like it at all. Yeah, I thought it was extremely meh, and my eleven year old loved it. So I I could see why some people might like it, but it, to me it was just it just I don't know, man. It had a like you said, I had. Like really cool theme, a cool idea, but the mechanics of it and stuff were just kind of boring. Yeah, and the the battling that you do, it all it does is compare your number versus yep. their number. So it's it's real simple and it keeps that part of the game moving faster. But and there, I didn't feel like there was, and maybe those who play it a lot will correct me. I didn't feel like there was a good catch up mechanism at all. Whoever kind of got out on the board was able to control it. I mean, I do know that they have the catapult thing that you can toss people and kill some of their guys, but it still felt like. Someone early in the game kind of took control, and every effort to thwart it was hard because you're exactly what you said. You have to have more meeples in them. Yeah, and your build. Everyone has a stack of buildings that they that they can build, and there's a spot for three extra buildings outside of the one that's already there. And so, if you've played this game before, you're probably going to destroy somebody just because you know what the buildings are. And yeah. the the iconography is not super intuitive unless you've played before and it's you know it's not difficult but if you've not played then you don't really know exactly how this game plays out so yeah it's it's gonna be a pass for me it's it's on its way out of my collection i think but uh, but if this is something that you like you might you might enjoy it and and you may maybe if you have um kids too i mean it's not just a kids game but if you have kids that might that might enjoy it like i said my 11 year old did but besides that since the whole rest of the family didn't like it at all it's a band. It would never entered my collection, and it never will. I mean, I just just be real because of that. But anyway, that mm-hmm. is Meeple War, I guess. What about you? Okay, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited to talk about this next game. Um, <clears throat> by the time this comes out, it may not be on Kickstarter. It'll, yeah, it will be. It will be. It'll actually have a few days left. In fact, why I'm talking, I should look that up. Um, I actually got the chance to play, and we did a video review. Right, Dean? Of Crimson. We have a YouTube channel? Oh, yeah. Check us out. Check us out and sub. We could really, um, we would really enjoy for us to continue to grow that community on on um, on the YouTubes. Sorry. You know whenever you're doing something on your computer screen and trying to talk at the same time, it doesn't always work. And that's what was happening. There's six days to go. So will they actually have it? Yeah, by the time we release it, there will be like a day or so left to back this. Crimson Company is a 
1v1, at least now, um, they're actually releasing 2v2 rules, but a card game where you're battling against one another, um, a, a magic, a, a hearthstone, uh, you, you all know what I'm talking about. Um, it's a competitive card game. And in this game, you have three castles in the middle. So if you've played Battle Line or something, there's a little bit of similarity in that, where you're trying to go for these three castles. The player who gets two of the three wins the game, and the way they get them is by playing cards into on their side of the board, where the other player's playing it on their other side of the castle and each card has strength so it goes one to five and when someone gets four cards on one side of the castle you score that lane and whoever has the highest strength wins now there's a ton of catches to that because there are cards that will say stuff like well your war your guys are worth one extra strength in this lane or your opponents are less strength or you can play cards that will flip over other people's cards which means it's worth zero strength but then they can flip them back over, and 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 there's all these different bonuses that are that are working on these cards, um, and it is really fun. It is really fun. Like, and one one of the reasons again that I um, that drew me into this initially was some of the stuff that the designers of this game said on the Kickstarter really hit home with me. Uh, it's some things that I've been frustrated with as well, and so I'm just gonna actually read this very briefly. Um, it says that the more we played games like Magic, Hearthstone, or Gwent, the more we got frustrated. Too many or too few lands in Magic, ridiculous random effects in Hearthstone, uh, a stale meta of well-established decks and predetermined matchups in all those games. And I'll add to that, um, a lot of the trading card games I've played as well, you know, it's, it ends up being play to win. Of course, like games like Keyforge and stuff are mitigating that, and I, and and that's kind of what they've taken in the approach with this game, and they've done it well. I think they really did it well. I think it's a really fun game. Um, it's a if you like games where you're going to be battling back and forth and be ultra cutthroat and stuff like that. I think you should really check it out. Not only, I mean, it's a great game and it's very affordable. Like the first pledge, um, or to get like, or actually to get um, the deluxe edition of this is less than 20 US dollars. And that not only comes with the deck of cards, but it comes with these cool castle miniatures and stuff like that. And now they've unlocked a whole bunch of things. They have blew their Kickstarter out of the water. Like it's it, they've they've almost unlocked everything. So they've done ext- extremely well. So what do you think, Dean? You yeah, got great. To play now that I'll go ahead and say up front, this is not my style of game. Yeah. This it's not my it's not my go-to at all. Now I, I do I do like this better than most and and I think it is it's really unique, I think. The 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 back and forth, the way it works. I, I love that the cards all have these unique special abilities and uh, I, I just I think this is one of the better games like this. And I really absolutely think you should back this if it's something if you're into that, kind of you're into that style of game and, and at the price point, like John said, you just can't beat it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I yeah. liked it. I really did like my plays. Yeah, and one of the things that they've done, and you may or may not like this. Dean is not a huge auction guy, right, Dean? I mean, sometimes if you feel like it's important, like it's really important to the game, you're fine with that. But the way you get cards, again, because they wanted to try to mitigate this, oh, well, Dean just drew the best cards, and there's nothing I could do about it. Or John drew a great hand, you know, um, and there's not much you can do about it. What they did is you actually put four cards on the table, and then you bid on what card you want. But what I think is interesting is, let's just say I'm first player. If I bid three on a particular card, Dean can just bid three. He doesn't have to bid any more, and he gets it. So there's a lot of interesting decisions that you have to make when you're going, okay, 
do I want to entice Dean to go ahead and take that one? Because the, the positive is, if Dean matches my three and takes it, I get all six back. The three that I initially put on there and the three that he put on there. So you're trying to decide, do I need coins right now? Should I put this over here and try to make him take a card I don't think is going to help him a whole lot? Um, or not? I, I don't know. I think that really leads to some cool decisions throughout play. It does. And John's right. I don't usually like auctioning in games. Uh, so there are some exceptions to that. But I do like the fact that, that you have to... That you have to make those decisions, not just to get the cards, but also do I want to give them the coins? Do I want to gain coins? And so if I do, then I don't want to outbid. All those are really interesting decisions. So this style of, of auctioning, I think, is on the better side of of the auctioning mechanism. So, yeah. Yeah, and if you also, I mean, for real, if you're interested, like they have some cool videos on their Kickstarter. So just kicks, just just uh, go and look up Crimson Company Kickstarter. They did one, I think, like a year or so ago on the the last version. So make sure you find the updated version of that. But we did a playthrough of it on YouTube. So just type in like Crimson Company Meeple Town, or and we actually did a whole playthrough, and it was amazing. No, it was not. It was amazing. <laughs> okay, let me say this before we move on to whatever we need to move on to. I we beat, should just stay right here. <laughs> I beat John in every single playthrough of this game until we put the camera on us, and then he destroyed he me. like a deck of cards. <laughs> it was not even close. And then, like, there's probably a, this look of, what was I doing after we played that game? Because I yeah, made some video, really boneheaded decisions in this playthrough that we did on... On our channel, so and Dean is a great board game. I mean, he's a great board game player. So that when he was making some of those decisions, I, I almost interjected like, "Hey, do you want to do that?" But then I thought, "I can win <laughs> on camera in front of Meeple Town." Now is my time, is what John now said. Now is my time because you beat me so much. So yeah, it wasn't even a small victory; it was obliteration. It was. So if you want to see that, it's worth it to watch alone. Yeah, that's right. Watch, watch his facial expression <laughs> after he makes his. <laughs> Poor choice. <laughs> All right, that's Crimson Company. I'm ready to move on to our review of Forum Trajanum. Forum Trajanum is a two to four player game published in 2018 by Stronghold Games. The designer is Stefan Feld, the artist Michael Menzel, and it plays in 60 to 120 minutes for ages 12 and up. In Forum Trajanum, players will govern a colonia founded by Emperor Trajan while also assisting in building the Forum Trajanum for the Emperor. Each player has a player board with tiles laid out on a 6x6 grid. Every turn, two cards will be flipped over revealing two symbols corresponding to a column or a row on the board. Players will then choose a tile from each of the streets matching the symbol. These tiles will open up spaces on the board for building later, but they'll also have symbols on the opposite side. The symbols on the tiles correspond to different meeples the player can take to use later to build, or citizens that will give a permanent boost, or money used to pay the citizens at the end of the round, or other upgrades. Once a player has looked at the tiles, they will choose one to keep and one to pass to another player. Now that each player has two tiles, they will choose one to use. If they choose their own, they'll be able to use that tile later for building in the next phase. If they choose another player's tile, they will get the bonus listed on it, but the tile will then be discarded, giving no further bonuses. Once that phase ends, players will be able to build in their colonia using the meeples as resources. Once players build, the building tiles may trigger other things to happen on the main board, based on what type of building was placed. I'm not going to go over all of these trigger. 
trigger effects, but if you're familiar with any Stefan Feld games, you know that you'll score points for basically anything you do. The trick is trying to be efficient in how you score your points. This is basically the game. Players will flip over cards, pick tiles based on the symbols revealed, and then build. This will happen four times and then that will trigger the end of the round. Each round has a scoring bonus if you build your colonia in a way that matches the arrangement listed on the card for that round. And then players will complete the scoring in that round and start a new round. Once players have played through three full rounds like this, the game will end. Final scoring happens and the player with the most points wins. This is just a brief overview of the game, but let's get back and see what we think of Forum Trajanum. So, Stefan Feld. Oh whoop, whoop. my. Yeah. So, Dean and I, will uh, we will not hide our love for Feld. Now, that doesn't mean that we think every game he does is through the roof amazing, but at the top of my list is Stefan Feld for designers. He's right up there. Maybe my very favorite of all time. Wow. Yeah. I just I built that up just like that, man. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that you like this game. No, it, just it means that you like Stefan Phil. Exactly. I may do a flip flop on you and go, oh, but this one was not good. And so, um, what, when was this? This game came out in the fall, right, Dean? I'm trying to remember. That's um, right. Uh-huh. I, I remember the first time I saw it. You know, I don't care what's on the box. I don't care what the what the components look like in the pictures. If the name Stefan Feld is on the game, Dean. I'm going to want to get that game. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't care about that stuff. It just means that he's so good, I want to play everything that comes out. But what was interesting is I, I, I put a maybe a little pause on it in the sense of I heard some people didn't love it. It was It's polarizing, man. Like, there are people that love Feld and love Euro games that think that this is through the roof. And then there's some other folks that not so much... Uh, poo-pooed it a little like just like yeah it's okay it's mediocre it's just another thing you're moving pieces around and stuff so with that kind of build up let's let's just jump in and let's talk about what we thought about it let's start with art and components i'll head that your way dean yep. what do you think and about you it? already mentioned you didn't care what was on the box with the art and all that i'll tell you what this art is fantastic it's good. i think and now, it's, let me rephrase it i care about it oh, my right. point was i won't i would buy a stefan feld game if there was if I awful, drew it. yeah, if it looked yes, if you drew it, I would just because it's a failed game. Now I wouldn't give it great remarks on art and components, but continue. Right. So the art was by uh, Michael Menzel, who has done a lot, a lot of games. Did art for uh, some some of the art for Dominion and Stone Age and and Bruges, which is another failed game, and Legends of Andor, which has fantastic art on it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, there's there's lots of other games. You can he's got 33 pages of Holy of artwork. Yeah, I, so the wow. list it goes on and on. But I love love the artwork in this game. The components are also fantastic. Mm-hmm. The the meeples, is that what you call them? The <laughs> I guess yeah. Most of them are fantastic, except for one of mine was delegged. <laughs> yes. That was a shorter one, one of the meeples, but they're one real of the chunky. Legs chopped off. Go ahead. <laughs> But they're they're real chunky, cool meeple pieces. So I think it's overall fantastic. Good, good well, job. Yeah, they good job. Except for also had one with like a quarter of his face knocked off as well. So um, hey, man, this is a little quality control. It's, maybe it's Rome. Like but, that's that that's stuff just, happens. That's what this happens. Is ancient Rome. They did it on purpose. Yes, stronghold. They they knew th- this is what we've got to do, and this is uh, we're gonna do this on purpose. Let's let's do this. Um, 
but yet what Dean said, the Meeple guys, the builders and the workers and all those guys, they look cool. You have this really cool, um, I guess it's the Forum Trajanum. I don't know what the technical term for it is now, the the uh, column that you have in the game that you slowly built. Cool. Neat. Uh, is it? Okay, that's... You think that's, it looks awkward. I do. That's not, true. Not awkward, I, just... I, I don't know. It seems like it's upside down, and I'm sure that's not the case, especially, like, architecture people will look at this and say, no, that's exactly right. Yeah. It just doesn't... I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. It's not my favorite. That's, I agree. That, I did have to, like, the first time I played... Now that I say that, the first time I played, I had to read the rules a couple times and look for it an, ex- an exact picture because it looked wrong. Yeah. But anyway... But um, it's not a big deal. Who cares? It's not a big deal. Right? It's just one piece of the game. No, the, for me, the box is phenomenal. It's simple. It's elegant. It's straightforward. I thought the art on the rest of it was good, straightforward Euro art. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it, nothing went, oh my goodness, this is the most amazing thing. But it was pretty art. Yeah. And I'm, I'm down with it. That's that's what I expect in a NFL game at this point. And what I've grown to love and I'm totally cool with. All the other pieces, besides having my man delegged and half-faced or quarter-faced, all of it was good. The player boards were nice. Um, good production. Yeah, I, and I agree with all that. I, some people might have an issue with the Colonia tiles. Those are the the, the pieces that you're going to take off the board. Mm-hmm. Not that they're not good quality, but they're kind of small. And so if you have you know thicker fingers, <laughs> you, you might kind of fumble around are with that. Are you telling people telling that you have... <laughs> Do you have chubby fingers? You don't no, really look like you have chubby I fingers. I don't have an issue with it. I can see what somebody might have an issue. But for me, it wasn't. I could just see, you know, because there are a lot of those little pieces yeah. like that, somebody might have a problem with it. Yeah. So let's talk about the gameplay. That's what really matters. That's, I mean, that's what matters more than anything. It yes. re- right? I mean, for me, it does. Art yeah. is important, I guess. It is important. Not I guess. It's important. But it could have, any game, even not just a failed game, any game could have really bad art. And if the gameplay was phenomenal and it could draw me into its universe, because I can use my imagination, I'm still going to have a fun time. Yeah. Yep, I agree. But I but but having good art enhances it thoroughly. Yes. Sorry. So the gameplay. <laughs> Let's get on to the gameplay. Ooh, this is a fun game. It is it is a fun oh, game. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say that. I'm not going to give my, my rating yet. But you can know that it's it's going to be one that I would like to play more often. Um, but I really enjoy a lot of things about this game. But this this is kind of a this is a Feld general statement that I'm going to make right now. But Stefan Feld is known for making point salad games, which is essentially, if you don't know that term, it just means there are a lot of different things that you can do in the game to gain you points. And so in this one, it's it's no different because there are a lot of different directions, a lot of different paths that you can take that will earn you a lot of points. But the thing that I like about Stefan Feld games, including Forum Trajanum, is that there's a lot of decisions to make, but I don't feel I don't feel overwhelmed by them. And I don't know what that is, how he can do that. But I'm with to, you. to make games where you don't feel overwhelmed, and by the end of the game, my brain's not hurting. But I feel good about what I've done. Maybe because I get, you know, because you can get so many points for different things that you do. He does a good job of giving you, There's there are a lot of little decisions, but it's like a lot of smaller decisions that build up to something. Like in this game, you are building your little village or city or whatever it is, and you're flipping over tiles, and you're making small decisions one at a time. That's why I think that it doesn't give you you can have AP in this game. You could have AP playing checkers if you wanted to. Right. But but 
<clears throat> but you, you know, you first thing you're gonna do, you're gonna flip over two tiles, and first of all, you're gonna choose which street to pull them from. That's not too bad of a decision. Okay, I like this spot and this spot. Right. Then you're gonna flip over two tiles, and you're gonna make a decision: which one do I want to keep, and which one do I want to pass to who, you know, whoever I'm playing against. Okay, that's great. And then you're gonna make another decision of, well, okay, now what do I'm gonna build? So it's like he just chunks the information so fluidly, and you, it feels this game feels effortless almost like i don't I mean, effortless might not be the right word but it, it is so fluid right and that's what i love about failed games they every all the mechanics generally speaking seem to work together and they seem to be very fluid as you're playing throughout the game and um when i played this with my wife on board game geek the, the weight of this is 3.6 that is way over yeah i don't think it's that it's not that comp- I, I, I disagree with that that is, but that is way over. Not way over. It's over what my wife would generally. She generally sticks to a two and a half to three. That's where her sweet spot is. That's what she really likes. And Me too, by the way. That's, yeah, that's kind of my sweet spot. And I'm and I and I generally uh, hover. I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't really matter what 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 I where I'm at. But but I'll, let me go back to her. She likes that sweet spot there. But she, when we played this game, at first it took her just a second to understand because again, one of the negatives to failed games, I would say is like, sometimes the iconography can be, um, or not, maybe not the iconography. There are so many different buildings in his games and stuff like that. You have to constantly flip back to the rule book and go, okay, what does that symbol mean? What is that? What is that iconography? What does that actually mean? She had to get around a little bit of that, but even with that, that wasn't as strong as, and she even said like castles of Burgundy, where you've got 20 different buildings and you got to keep going back and saying, okay, well, what are the bonuses for this? I mean, you got more than 20, you got a ton of buildings. In, in Castles of Burgundy. Um, but she loves that game. But and So this was easier. But man, after she wrapped her head just around, after one play, she said, let's play it again. That is, that, when she says that, I go, bingo. Yeah. Because she lit- legitimately, literally, we played um, a game last night and she's like, I never want to play that game again. Like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like didn't even want to try it again. She said, no, let's play that again. And then she was like, we need to play that again. <laughs> after that, she loved this game. Yeah. I, I'm i going to go back to one thing you said. You talked about drawing those Colonia tiles. Yeah. And you, you keep one and give one to the other player, and they do the same. And and so you're going to you're going to have to make that decision. It's interesting. When I first played that, I thought, you know, I, I kind of thought, okay, I keep the best tile for myself, and I give the other tile to the other player. That was kind of my first game. And then as I played this game more, I realized I can give a great tile to somebody else to kind of entice them so that they have to make this decision. Do I want to use their tile, the other another player's tile, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to get the benefit of it go, becoming an envoy to yep. place onto the board because yep. you need those tiles. To go to your to, to go to the right, forum. Right, to go yeah. to the forum. And so you have to, you're giving them an extra decision yep. to make and I, I think that's kind of a brilliant little little mechanism it's, in the game. It's brilliant because and the other thing is I'm glad that you mentioned the envoys because you're building your city which is cool and you've got to plan your city around and the way you position your buildings matter when it comes to scoring points. But then you have this form in the middle of the board which you're, if you um, build a colored building, you're going to send, if you have an envoy or envoys able to go in, you're going to send them into this forum. And that's another way to score points. And in the forum, you're vying for position because all the players are going to this one forum. So I love how you have your own board. You can do your own thing. But then there's that really heavy player interaction in the middle. You can try to block off other players. But it doesn't feel like it's just like ultra cutthroat. Though you can 
cutthroat them. Sure. Um, and you're trying. So you have just these different. I mean, again, like Fell does, you have these different ways to score points, and it just to me that just feels fun. But my brain never feels like I'm going, like I'm in overload mode. Like maybe some the showdown game that we're going to talk about uh, here in, in in the future. Man. Yeah. So fun. Another thing I like is the, the, the little track on the side where you're going to place those Colonia tiles, um, which are become citizens that give you special abilities. Yeah. So you, you might place, I'll use an example, you might place the little, I guess it's a money bag. You're going to place that tile on the board, which will allow you to use the assistant workers to change them into a, a, a different colored tile that you have to yeah. use to put those colored buildings onto the board. Or or you can use that to change an assistant tile to a builder tile. I like those decisions too that, that's almost like a almost like a tech tree kind of mm. thing where you're you're getting mm. special abilities and you're kind of customizing your player board to to suit the strategy that you want to use. Yep. And I think that's I think that's interesting too. Now the part of that that becomes a little bit different is if you just stack up that that citizen board it's good because you're getting these special abilities, but you're going to have to pay for those citizens at the end of uh, at the end of the round. And money is hard to come by in this game. Mm. You can gain it mostly from the uh, the colonial tiles that you pull from your board. And so you have to think: if I want to put all these citizens out there, it's almost like an Agricola feature where you have to feed your workers. This this one you have to pay your workers. But it, it, it makes you think, is it worth it to get this special ability because I may or may not be able to pay that worker, and if I can't, then that, that tile is going to flip over yeah. and you won't be able to use that special ability anymore. So I think that's that's an interesting piece of it, that if you like that feature in games, that, that kind of tech tree or customizing your the way that you play your game, I think you're really going to enjoy that piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We It's fun to enjoy a game and then have your spouse really enjoy it. I just go back to that. So that it's 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 it, it's a it's man, it's great. Do we want to move on? I mean, do you have much else to say cuz we could we could sit here and literally talk about this for hours probably, but we don't want to bore you there in in Meeple Town. What do you think, Dean? I think I got a lot to say about this game, but that <laughs> like you said, I I can definitely go on. There there's just so many it, it's some in some ways Feld games are kind of tricky to uh, to kind of point out all the highlights because there's so many different strategies that yep. you can take, but but just know that there's a lot of different paths that you can take, and and really you can just kind of hone in on one that that you enjoy. Uh, anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. So let's do our final thoughts and rating, man. Let's just go for it. All right. So am I going to start this one off? You said so. So 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 I'm I will start this out. one off. How about this? This game is fun, and I, I have this kind of in my mind where I would rank this in my in my Feld games. I don't want to say where it ranks just because I think probably somewhere down the road we'll do top five Feld games. But I'm going to spoiler part of that right now that Castles of Burgundy is one of, is the first Feld game that I played. It's the highest rated one on BGG, and it's one that I quite, quite enjoy. I think I don't enjoy this one yet as much as that one, but it's creeping up there because it's so much fun and it's not a difficult game. I I tend to shy away from games that if they're too heavy and make my brain hurt afterwards, I'm I'm less likely to play those games. Mm-hmm. A good example of that is Terra Mystica. I played that game back to back one mm-hmm. time, four player game, and so my you played it back to back, back to back. Oh. It took us about I think. 
four four hours a piece. I think. Serious man. We were. That's cool. But it soured my taste for the game, and I don't really <laughs> want to play it. Maybe ever. I would play it, but it's anyway. We're not talking about that game. The reason why I brought that up is because this is a game that has a lot going on, but it's not too complex, and I don't feel so brain hurt by the end of it. Yeah. And this is a game that I want to play over and over again. And yep. and for that reason alone, I, I won't turn down a game of this probably, and I will suggest this game quite often probably. So I'm going to give this game an eight and a half. Um, I don't know if it's going to stick there in a year when we come back and look at this. I don't imagine that's going to change much, uh, but it kind of hovers around. It's really, I say eight and a half, kind of creeping in on the nine territory, mm. I think. So I, I really enjoy this, but I'll, I'll stick at eight and a half. That's solid. Yep. Um, man, I think that I've been giving some pretty high ratings lately because whenever we did Root, I gave it a nine. Yep. See, I think we flip-flopped because I think before you had like Wingspan. Oh, wait, that's a that was a video review. But some of the other ones I felt like I was, you were giving some higher ratings and I was going a little lower. Now we flipped. Yeah, because but, I gave it an eight and a half and that's a low score. I know. That's a, lower. <laughs> lower than yours. Okay, there we go. As we've talked, I've given it another half point. Okay, all right. Nine Did I do that? Did I nine talk Nine and a half. Wow. I love this game. Yes. Now, I will say that I am. it is colored by my wife loving it as well, and that always makes me say, that's so cool. Yeah. It. I do believe that I can teach this fairly easily. People have played some games. They can, they can teach it fairly easily. It is so fluid. Um, let me tell you this. I didn't even mention this. Playing it two players, now that my wife and I have learned how to play this game, unless we decide... At some point in the game, or several points in the game, if we're just having to like think about our, our turns uh, a little, have a little more AP than other times. If if it's not for that, we can play this game in like forty minutes. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it feels so fulfilling for a game in forty minutes. And Feld to me is great at ending a game when I feel like it should end. There are some other games that you know you play and you're just like, oh my goodness. Like even if it's fun, I'm gonna. Some people are gonna disagree with me. Caverna, I feel like that. I feel like it does. It should end now. Some people say, "Well, I can't get enough." But when I'm playing, I played that game. I should have said that one of those for what I've been playing lately. But like, we were getting to the last three turns of that game, and like, I was like, these worker placements on these three turns are not adding enough to the game to make me want to keep going there. Fell does a great job. I feel like most of the time of ending a game before it overstays its welcome this game doesn't it's fairly quick um fluid decisions i love this game yes it is a lot of fun now, i just got so hyped you're raising <laughs> yours now I'm just, just no i'll keep it at eight and eight and a half yeah. but but that's i mean goodness gracious that that's a really good game i i quite enjoy it i okay i'm gonna ask you this if you meet stefan feld someday do you think you'll cry because you're very passionate there's, a, there's about... a tear coming down my cheek right now oh okay so probably yeah you'll probably and with that being said though i, I will also say what you mentioned earlier i'm not quite ready to say my that is like and other you mentioned castles i'm not going to tell you where this ranks compared to other Feld games that i've played either but since you mentioned castles i'm i'm the same way where i'm not quite i think it could potentially but maybe not Yep. You know what I mean? I could potentially be better, but I'm, I'm not willing to say that. So I guess that's a spoiler alert that that's one of my, one of the ones I really like for him, from his, him as well. And let me, let me throw this out there. One of the things that we wanted, we want to do as part of our reviews is we want to give you options. You know, if, 
if you hear about this and you hear, okay, 3.6 weight out of five, it's kind of a heavier game. I'm looking for something I want to play with my family or, uh, or if I'm just kind of getting into the hobby, I want something that's maybe a little bit easier to grasp. I would recommend Castles of Burgundy. I've taught this to a lot of, of new gamers. Castles of Burgundy, I've taught to a lot of new yeah. gamers. And, and it's, it's not difficult. It's easy to grasp. And I think if, if somebody plays that game and they think, wow, that's a lot of fun, then I think you, you, you might move into something like Forum Trajanum at, as opposed to the reverse of What that. about Bruges? Because like on BGG, yes. that's not quite as highly. I've never, I haven't played Bruges. So I've played Bruges a lot. Actually, that's if I'm looking at my favorite game that my wife and I would pick, that, that would Bruges be. would probably be it. Or, or Castles, one of those two. But Bruges is, is another one of those. Yeah. It's got a little bit more going on than Castles of Burgundy, I think. But it's a lighter game overall, but I think maybe a little bit easier to teach is Castles of Burgundy. Yeah. And along the lines of strengthening the community and helping people, like if you've played some games that you would consider dry Euro games... <laughs> And you don't like them, you won't like this game. I don't. I mean, very possibly you won't sure. like this game. If you've, you know, you've played your Puerto Ricos, you've played. We've mentioned Village on this podcast. You've played some of those games, and you just think you want a game that's more thematic. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there is theme in this game, but it's not Nemesis, where you're on an alien ship and you're going around. You know, to me, that doesn't matter as much. But for some people, they're going to go, man. It just feels like I'm just flipping a guy over and I'm, build, you know, building a city, and it's not. I don't know if you have that that mentality. I guess even though Dean and I really rate this high, this may not be a game for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I I tend to be a theme person, but if yeah. I'm playing a game that I don't have the expectation that that's an important factor of the game, completely okay with that. And yeah. this is one of those games that I don't care. I don't care what the theme is. I think it's just fun. Yeah, and I I, I theme is is important to me as well. Like I think a great theme can that can just suck you into a game is great. But I also think there can be, like, Terraforming Mars we've talked about. Great, highly thematic, blast, man. But also there are games that just have fun mechanics that are quick and they're simple and it doesn't have to be overly thematic. Right. That are great games as well, but anyway. True. So, John, I, I'm going to ask you this, and I, I'm, I know I know your answer to this, but two questions. One, how much does this game cost and is it worth it? Well, I can't remember exactly. I paid under fifty dollars for it, I believe. I should have pulled that up. And actually, as we're talking, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So if you hear a little clicking around, and it, I just hit the enter button right then, uh, you are listening to me type this in. So at Cool Stuff Inc., I guess I just gave them a plug. I actually got it from Card House, so there you go. I'll give them a plug as well. And I just saw a miniature mark, so let's just cover them all. <laughs> it's fifty bucks. Okay. It's fifty bucks. So um, one hundred percent worth it i mean 50 bucks is 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 not a cheap game it's also not an expensive overly expensive one either right um for me because i for me it's it's totally worth it but again there's some other failed games like you can go and get like Notre Dame and Carpadium even and stuff because that's for less than twenty for, bucks for cheap yeah mm-hmm. and it, so so it's definitely more than that but there are a lot of components in this game yeah there's a lot of boards and stuff so it's i mean for me it's 100 percent worth i mean if i give a game a rating a nine and above, I mean, I'd pay $70 for the game probably. Sure. You know what I mean? Unless sure. it's like small in a small box and I'm just going, they're just trying to rip people off. Yeah, but to go back to, you know, if if you're kind of questioning if you want to dip your toe into to Feld type games, I wouldn't recommend getting this, one, for the price. Correct. And, and two, for, you know, the, the weight of the game, the depth of the game. So I would go something more like Notre Dame or 
or Castles of Burgundy that you can get for a really good price and, you know, probably something that's going to be a little bit simple, simpler for you to jump into. Or you could pay eight ninety nine and get the new Castles of Burgundy app, which Dean, oh, yeah. Dean did a uh, YouTube video on that. So again, you could go to um, YouTube type Meeple Town and check out what that looks like. That might be a good way to see if you're testing the do I like these Euro games or whatever kind of market. Just go check it out. That's right. So that's going to do it for the Forum Trajanum review. John gave it a whopping nine and a half. I give it an eight and a half. And we both really, really like this game. But let's go on to the showdown between Five Tribes and Yamatai. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the moment you've been waiting for, where we will pit similar games against each other and each decide which one is the best. This is the showdown in Meebletown. Okay, so in 2014, Bruno Cathala and Days of Wonder put out a game that was quite different than Days of Wonder normal style games they put out because this was a a heavier step above that normal family game like Ticket to Ride that they usually put out. So in 2014, they put this out, and it was really, really popular. In fact, if you look on Board Game Geek right now, the overall rank is number 54. This gets a 7 point. Is it rated that high? Yeah. I didn't know. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People really like this game. And so in 2017, Bruno Cathala was putting a game out that was going to be published by Days of Wonder. And so people had this expectation that it's going to be something very like that. The artwork looks the same. You know, it's there's a lot of really cool... Um, you know, re- really cool, like similar things that you you got from Five Tribes, and so when people when that came out, it was welcomed with less than enthusiastic fare. Would you say that's? I would say, but it still has a good score on Board Game Geek. It's still rated seven point three. Yeah, seven point three, and it's and it's ranked five hundred thirty, which is not bad considering there's Overall, a lot yeah. of games. So I yeah, a oh, ton of games. So I, I agree. I think with Five Tribes being so popular, uh, it overshadowed this game. The same conversations that we have about Azul and stuff like that. Now, that's not saying that I like Yamatai better by any stretch. Um, we'll get into that. But but I, I think it was a little overshadowed. I think there was a ton of hype. This, oh, it's going to be better than Five Tribes. And then people were kind of let down. Though, I went and watched some reviews because I like to do that whenever I, just to think just so I can talk about what other people say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guys at Dice Tower and stuff really enjoyed this game. Yamatai. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And they uh, they enjoyed Five Tribes as well. But, like, so I, there, were, there were mixed reviews for sure. Yeah, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll start off by comparing the art and components. Okay. Um, what do you think? They're the same exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not. Next. <laughs> they don't use the same components, but, like, the quality. You're absolutely right. The quality of the art and components, <laughs> really, they... It's it's the sequel. It seems like when it comes to it that. is, and it, they are different artists, um, I believe, right? Yeah, they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I actually like the art. On... We'll, we'll mention those. So Clement uh, Masson is the artist for Five Tribes, and then for Yamatai, it is uh, Jeremy Fleury. I um yeah uh, something. Yep. Don't ask me. Yep. That's Fleury? it. Fleury. Um, if I were just like to... Mar- Mark Andre Fleury, the uh, you know who that is? I have no clue where you're going. Mark Andre Fleury? No, no hockey fan. For uh, uh, I, yeah, I do like. Uh, let me say this: there will be people out there. I I enjoy watching the Predators, but I I'm a decent sports fan, 
and I say the Predators because we live outside of Nashville here. Um, but you, you, my brain only can take so much sports, especially with the board games that I play and stuff. I've got a lot going on. It's one of those sports that I wish, I mean, part of me says, man, I would like to really get into that. And I got some friends that are fanatic hockey fans. Yep. I'm so sorry I got I'm a sidetrack. So, so. That's why I don't know. So go ahead. Neither one of these games is actually about hockey. <laughs> so I apologize for that. But We love to just go off on random tangents that <laughs> confuse the listeners. But I love the art and I love the components for both of these games. I, you can say that about most Days of Wonder games. They're just, that's one of the things that they're known for. They, they put a they lot produce, of yeah. effort, uh, a lot of thought into, into the components for their games. Yeah, I think that the quality is the same like you just said Pre- personal preference i like the art on five tribes better um i don't know i just i, I know that it might it may you may say well it looks a little duller or something like that i don't know i just i just think it looks a little cooler there's like some shells on yamatai that look kind of i don't know it looks a little kiddier cheesier some of the stuff on that it's then, brighter yeah, yeah and it's brighter um but then you know on the i know they're gins on five tribes i can't remember what they're called in yamatai uh, those some of them are really cool looking too. So uh, the art's really good on both. I would give a slight edge to Five Tribes simply because I personally prefer that the the way that they, that is drawn. But they're both good. I would agree, except the fact that I would give a slight edge to Yamatai for art and components. But Makes again, sense. yeah, yeah, pretty pretty um, six pretty or much one the half dozen of the other. I don't know if that yes. actually applies in that situation. <laughs> when in Rome, just say random sayings. I guess that's gonna. Have, I should have a whole list of random sayings and say them in completely nonsensical places. Zippity zoppity. That's what we're gonna do. All right, one bird in the hand's better than two in the bush. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about what really matters outside of that, and that is the gameplay. You think that people get irritated that we say what really matters because we both say that all the time. It does. Yes. Okay, the art and components do matter. I'm sorry, I guess I probably shouldn't have said that. But, but no, no, I, I just say that to say, like, I wonder, I, I say that to ask the question, I wonder if Meeple Town would agree. Maybe I should do a poll about that. Like, would you agree with the statement, what really matters is the gameplay, or would you completely disagree with that? What mostly matters is what I would say, but then some yeah. people might not agree with that. So Yeah, I know, that's what I'm, that's what I, anyway, yep. maybe that's a poll. But on to the gameplay. So, I I enjoy the gameplay for both of these. And the funny thing is, you can watch some reviews where they talk about how the gameplay is totally different in these games. I I don't agree with that. I disagree as well. I think there are some things that really overlap with this. Now you're not you're you don't have that Mancala design in Yamatai like you do in Five Tribes, which is a big part of Correct. it. But you do have things like the gins that match up with the whatever the the ones are in Yamatai, I forget what they're called, but the those those special characters that you can buy at the end of the round, those I think are are fairly similar. You don't vie for the uh, you don't vie for a starting position by mm-hmm. auctioning, but there is a similarity in the fact that the the first round is you you have to just determine the player order every round. And Which that's very similar to King or Queen Domino if you've played those. Sure, Yamatai is Yamatai similar. is much more similar to King yeah. Domino when it when it comes when to you that. pick a tile, you pick what you want to do, but it also has what turn order you're going to be in next time. Right, right, but there, but there, I do think there are some similarities in in gameplay. But I do too. I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll jump in there. Uh, I, yeah, I, I agree. I've watched some videos, and I was telling Dean before we did this, I watched somebody say, I don't think they're very similar. I think they are fairly similar, but they're distinct enough to say, 
I would get why if someone loves one of these games, why they'd have both. I would not, and I, I'm not. I won't spill the beans all the way, but I, one is my in my collection, and one will never be in my collection, and that's just. I mean, that's that's just kind of the reality of it. Um, anyway, go ahead. I I kind of kind of another another you know kind of piece that fits in both of these is there is this set collection aspect where in five tribes you are potentially collecting different well not potentially the, you are collecting different the market items right the the well the the meeples you know like yeah. you're collecting oh these, you're doing that too yeah the, you know there is some of that aspect not in the same way necessarily you know i'm not a huge generally set collection kind of fan but i really like how it works in five tribes i just do like i like how what i like about five tribes is how every meeple is very pretty pretty distinct in what it does the reds can assassinate. The greens get you those market resources. The whites can power your gins and stuff like that. Like, I, I enjoy that about it, and it helps me even wrap my mind around the game easier because they're very distinct. Sure. And yeah. it helps. I think it's easier. I think that that part is easier to teach. I'm not saying Five Tribes is, but it's just, okay, this one does this. These do that. Whatever. So I, I like that part about it. Yeah. The other, okay, I'm not going to compare completely compare them because we'll, we'll get to how yeah. they're different but one other thing i wanted to say about how they're similar is that in in five tribes when you're doing the mancala uh you're you know taking your turn you're moving these meeples around the board is constantly changing and so you can't really plan that far ahead in five tribes especially if you're playing more than two players you almost have to just not look at the board because the more you figure things out and you get this this thing in mind this is what i'm going to do i'm going to go this route it's going to change by the time it makes it back over to you. In Yamatai, that's very much the same way. Like you, with the ships and and their arrangement on the board, that's going to change. There, some of those ships are going to be removed. Some of them are going to get moved around. Um, new ones are going to be placed out on the board. So there's there's a lot of things that factor into the board changing before it makes it back around. Agreed. Your turn. And that, and I'll say this: I think it's uh, whether someone. I would say it's worse. It would be the terminology that I would use. I think it's worse in Yamatai, um, in, th- in that sense of everything changing. I I generally don't love games where it changes so much that you can't really think about your turn, because then what happens is every time it gets to someone's turn, they got to rethink everything. I'll just go ahead and say this is my biggest complaint about Yamatai, and I'll also say why I think it's different in Yamatai and and, and Five Tribes is in five tribes, you could say, I want some green meeples this turn. And you can generally find a way to do that. Even how, even if they change it. With Yamatai, you have, in a two-player game, for example, five um, buildings that flop out on the, on the table. And they all have different configurations. You've got, and these are the way that ships are around islands. So it may say you've got two red and one black or whatever around the island. But if they get used up, let's just say three of them get used up, then you have three brand new ones that get laid down on the tile, table, and you've got to re-go back over the whole board and go, okay, well this, okay, well this, okay, well this, okay, well this. In, in five tribes, I think it's a little simpler in the sense of you don't have those tiles that flip over. To remake you think about the board every single time. Now, I'm not saying you can have extreme AP with five tribes. No doubt about it. But you can also have a simpler approach if you desire. I think Yamatai, you I just remember when we played feeling like there were a couple of times I was I was just taking forever. 
whenever I was first player, there's five new ones that came, or there were five that were out there. You know, a, a large amount of them were new, and I had to really scour the board again to make sure and think about my thing. And then some. And then some of the bonuses may be like, well, okay, but this bonus gives you you don't have to have one of the colors. I got to think about that as I'm as I'm going across the board. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I didn't I didn't suffer with AP in either one of these games. I just me personally, and that that might be my style of the way that I play. But because the way I see it in Yamatai, you can uh, the board does change just like in Five Tribes, and you potentially need to be able to have more pieces in place to to make happen what you want to happen. But there, once you are into the game there's lots of ships out on the board that you can choose from so there's lots of different islands if they're not built on you can you know choose and and say okay i want to be able to build this but the board doesn't really dictate that so i'm going to go for this building and then you you're going to be able to get the the little ships that you need to build from the tile that you take Mm -hmm. but also you can buy one that round two and you can hold one over from the last round if you want to do that so i I don't know. For me, I don't think AP was an issue for me with either of these games. I definitely think that that Yamatai, my turns were much faster than yours when I've played this game. Yeah. Of course, I've you know I've had more experience with it too. Yeah, when playing Dean was my um, first time to play, and to to be blunt, I played it one time. I never want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's. Uh, I mean, that, we're we're doing the comparison. I guess I'll just kind of explain my thoughts there. I, I, you know, I feel like I don't suffer from a lot of AP in games, and suffers maybe not even the right word. Some people like that about games. Some people want a game where you have to sit there and think ton of steps ahead or whatever, and it's a real brain burner. I don't mind a game that makes me think. I got I kept getting irritated during Yamatai because I had to keep going back and scouring the whole board and I guess scanning the whole board all the time when I'm trying to build these things. Um, I know that there was probably a turn or two where it took me 10 minutes at least to figure out what I wanted to do, which is completely opposite of failed games and stuff like that. Now, it was my first time to play. Um, and even though, and it was late, and it was late. Yeah, we were playing at like midnight, so <laughs> that that probably actually factored in. And I'll, I'll, I'll admit that completely. But even though Dean doesn't have, he generally goes pretty quick. There were some times where it took him a few minutes to make his decision. Um, he was much faster than I am. But I I remember sitting there going, if we played four players of this game, I would pull my hair out. Because there is no, depending on who's playing, I could see it taking literally forever. And I actually, when I was reading some of the reviews on this, and a lot of people like this game, I remember one or several in particular that one of them said, like, it took one time 30 to 40 minutes for it to go from my first turn to back to my turn again. Yeah, see, that's, that's. I, I don't think that the, depends on who I don't fault the game with. for that at all because I I don't think any of my turns took more than two Five minutes. minutes two minutes mm. I I took pretty quick turns I I'm gonna like. bring a stop clock next time <laughs> maybe so okay the other part in a two player game you have 
you have to take two different action or like you're taking two different turns per round yeah so that that does add to the ap i think because at least if you can kind of get somewhat of an idea of what you want to do or have like three or four that's different a good options point. That's a so in a four player game you're only having to take one action and you that's a lot more manageable than having to take two full turns i think that excellent point dean uh thanks john that is one one on your side I don't know what that means. You got that, you got, you, that was that. I can't debate that um, by any stretch. But on the flip side, because of the potential for extreme AP, which I don't enjoy personally, and you don't normally have. I, I don't think. no, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I generally am a guy that's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's make the moves. Um, I just, I man, because of the potential for, for there are some people that I play with regularly. I honestly wouldn't doubt that it would be 30 minutes in between my uh, potentially some of my turns. Now, again, that's the people you're playing with, but I don't want to play a game like that. That's just not my style. I just wouldn't play this game with certain people. with somebody who has a lot of AP, yeah. I don't think. I w- I, I'll be honest, I don't know if I want to play either one of these games cuz I've also played Five Tribes with somebody who has I agree with that statement. AP. I agree with that statement. And I I would say probably the same exact state statement about Five Tribes. Because the board, and for both of these, I think a lot of it has to do with what you said. The board changes so much that it's really hard to plan in advance. You really do. It's more tactile than uh, than it is uh, strategic, I guess. It is, it is very difficult to plan in advance, especially because you have those tiles out there. And if you're we're playing with more players, you know... There's a good chance someone's going to take it. Because if, if it's available on the board, a lot of times you're generally going to take the best one. And they're going to get it before you. Yeah. And so when it gets back to your turn, a lot of times you do have to it's kind of almost pointless to sit there thinking. And but you can say the same thing about five tribes except for what I said in the sense of I may say I want more market resources. So I'm going to figure out a way to get one of these green guys or I need to lay a camel down. So I need to get rid of go to a spot where there's only one guy or a guy or a way for me to assassinate that one guy. I don't know, and it may just be the way my brain works. I thought that it that I just think the five tribes is much better. I'll just that's my that that go I, I go out like I I never want to play Yamatai again, and I understand why people would enjoy it. I do. So don't don't let my opinions sour. I don't, I don't believe in just listening to a reviewer and going oh well that guy you know or or me feeling like because I review things that I have the right opinion. I totally understand why people would like this game. If you like Five Tribes and you love it, it may be something right up your alley. I am I enjoy Five Tribes, mm-hmm. but it is not at the top of my list by sure. any stretch. Yeah. I en- I enjoy it, but it but because of that, I just I could I could, you know, Yamatai it just feels like like I even mentioned before like um, even though I like Azul Stained Glass better, I mean, not better than, but I like it pretty well. Um, it just feels like eh, it's kind of a similar game that's not as good for me. And the potential for a million hours before turns, I could totally leave Yamatai. I don't ever want to play it again. That's okay. how, that, but the only reason I might, well, I'll say the only reason I might want to play it again because I don't want to have such a sour opinion after one game. Yeah. And, I, and every game we've reviewed or talked about, I've played multiple times. Mm-hmm. I was just like, nah, I'm done with this. Let me go back to something I said earlier. I said tactile, <laughs> and as soon as that came out of my mouth, I meant tactical. Tactile is something totally different. So I thought that you meant tactical, <laughs> and I didn't, but I should have. Uh... I, I just don't want people yelling at the radios and judging me over what I said. 
Um, I want to get into our. You've already given your final thoughts. Yeah, that's you, it. You prefer five tribes, uh, but neither one of them necessarily are are games that you're. Five tribes is in my collection and will stay in my collection. Okay, right. but it's not something that I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna give it a eight, nine, or ten or anything. I'm not gonna rate it, but it wouldn't. It would not. It would be in the solid game category, but nothing special to me. Yeah, maybe a little. I mean, it's it's the, the pick up and deliver, like whatever kind of mechanism is pretty cool and it's fun. Sure, that's so, more fun than putting boats out to me. Okay, I can get that. And okay, games are games are games, right? You're yep. gonna like something. I'm gonna like something. Yep. We all like different games. Um, I funny enough, I've actually been defending Yamatai uh, because I don't hate it. But I do like Five Tribes better. I think Five He's Tribes. He's defending it against my onslaught against that game. <laughs> I think Five Tribes is the better game. That's my opinion. I also both of these are both of these games are in my collection, and I think both of them will stay in there. If I were to get rid of one, it would be Yamatai, because I could see myself playing Five Tribes more. I w- and I have I have played it more and I enjoy it more, and my wife enjoys it more. I I don't know though. Five Tribes isn't. For me, it's not the 54th ranked game of all time either. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, it's it's not one that I would give a a nine or ten to for sure, or even an, an eight to for that matter. So I definitely have it rated higher, but it, I, for me, it's not it's not just the best game in the world. And Yamatai is not the worst game in the world. I would say they're probably a, a point and a half difference in, as far as my rating would go. But but that would be about it. But I'll say specifically about Five Tribes. Man, there are people that love this game. Yes. I mean, and that's why it's ranked 54 overall. I know people that just think the world of this game. And uh, like I said, it's this good, solid game. It's not, it wouldn't be in my top 100, I don't think. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would I'd have, have to, to. I'd have to go and do a top one hundred. I have to look at my list. I don't know if it's in mine either. I'd, I'd have to go back and look, but I probably not based on what I just said. But um, it's one of a lot of awards. People really love this game, and I and I really like this game, and I, I think it's a lot of fun to to pull out. But there's other games that I would rather play. So for us, uh, we both agree that Five Tribes Five Tribes is the better game. I like Yamatai. I do not love it. John absolutely despises it, apparently. Yeah, I mean, again, the, I would almost want to play again just to make sure that it wasn't midnight and I was just getting a little frustrated because my brain wasn't thinking the best. But I, besides, besides for that reason, I, I really I would not want to play it again. Let's, let's really quickly, before we end it, uh, I'm, I'm looking up the price on these games so that we could say, would you recommend somebody purchasing it so um on amazon right now five tribes is 40 bucks yes or no dean i gosh i don't know i i really don't i don't know i i would want it to be cheaper honestly maybe maybe 30 35 and i know that's silly because the game components are fantastic and i know people are really really like this game um I mean, some of this is kind of arbitrary, right? Like, if you like the game, it's totally worth it. That's the thing, and that's what I... And I don't mean to... Yeah, it it is. Like, if if this is... Some some people are going to love Five Tribes, and it's totally worth 40 bucks if if that's something that you want to do. Me, personally, it's staying in my collection. If I didn't own it and I'd played it and someone said, hey, here's Five Tribes for 40 bucks, I wouldn't buy it. Yeah. That's that's just me. If I found it at a flea market for 20, I would. Yeah. Or 30, even. Very potentially, but 
it, it, it's not, but I completely understand why you would. Yeah, and I and the, the same price tag for for Yamatai. Yeah, it's forty seven on Amazon, but they're okay. roughly the same. Yeah, so they're they're pretty close. Now the components again, you know, all the the same things that I would say. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy this. Funny enough, I actually didn't buy this. I won this. Oh. Uh, Board Game Geek does these contests. And they give away games, and this is the only game I've ever won on there, Yamatai. That's awesome. And so that was kind of cool. I don't think I would have bought this game otherwise. Speaking of little slogans that I won't complete, there's not a snowball's chance that I would buy Yamatai. (laughs) (laughs) But you will play it with me. I promise you I will make you play this game again. I will play it again just to, you know, see if my opinion changes, and mostly because of how much I love you, Dean. Thanks, John. That was. This isn't a tender moment. I think a tear is coming down my eye right now. There are no not tears for, in the showdown. Just not for Steffenfeld, <laughs> but for Dean in our friendship. <laughs> no tears in the showdown. But oh that gosh. is going to do it for episode number ten, our double digit first double digit episode of Meeple Town. Uh, we're we're pumped. So we're gonna go to Tennessee Game Days this weekend. So when we come back, I'm sure we'll have some games that we'll share with you guys that we've played there. And until next time, thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Meepletown Games, and connect with us on the Meepletown Guild, Guild Number Thirty Four Zero Seven, at BoardGameGeek.com, and also subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. And until next time, thanks for coming down to Meepletown. <laughs>